Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast called Why Does This Thing Exist? Podcast. That's what it's called. Always has been. My name is Simon. My name is Dean. And this is a podcast where we do what, Dean? We show each other things and talk about them. Uh, what's going on, then? Um, I have a, I have a sort of a, a, a micro what is this thing exists question for you, Simon. Okay, don't. Uh, something happened today. Um, again, it's not a problem at all. I'm just sort of baffled by it. You're not on Facebook, right? No. Uh, you have no intention of that, and I respect that massively. Uh, I, I would be the same if I didn't have re- needs to be on there for career stuff. So, um, we're obviously a lot of friends on there with lots of, uh, uh, fellow parents from the, our kids' friends and stuff. So, you know, you, you expand your networks that way. I think a lot of parenting updates and things like that. Now, the other day, um, one of our friends put up that it's her dog's birthday. <laughs> so, you know, it's a very, um, mumsy Facebook thing to do. So that's, that's perfectly fine. What a special day. <laughs> a special day, yes. I don't know what the correct response is to it being your dog's birthday. <laughs> but, um, so she put up, anyway, it's, it's our dog's birthday, eight years old. Lovely black Labrador they got. Very nice. So put up several photos of the dog. Um, lots of the dog by itself. <laughs> lots of the dog next to the other dog, which is also a black Labrador. So two black Labradors. And <laughs> uh, no, 12 different photos. Only one with a, with a human in it. That mm. human is my son. Oh, okay. Right. She's got three sons of her own. <laughs> and a large extended family. But the one human who, who, who makes the grade for a photo with her dog is my son. And I, I'm not sure what to think about that. <laughs> I, well, number one, I don't think you should be putting pictures of other people's sons on the, the internet. There's that, but we, 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 we she, she's done it before. It's, a, it's permitted, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it, it's precedent for that, at least. Right, okay. But it's not for to put a photo of him up, it's the fact that just him <laughs> in the photo of her dog's birthday has <laughs> really spun me out a bit. You know, angry or anything, I'm just, I'm just confused as to the logic behind it. Well, maybe he was the guest of honour. <laughs> I mean, he went to let us know him. <laughs> Yeah. He got an invite. We didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, to the dog's birthday party. Hey, well, you weren't invited. I mean, obviously, he didn't tell you because you weren't invited. Yeah, no, they so want to upset him. <laughs> keep it on the download. Maybe it was a surprise party, yeah. and I couldn't be trusted not to tell the dog that it was having a surprise party. <laughs> well, I think that's got to be a truly yeah, sure. No other reason, yeah. is there? Well, I, I, I mentioned my wife because obviously it's her son as well. I think it's, it is. It is. It is okay. It's, it is something we should be <laughs> questioning. She said, "Oh, she showed me that photo before. She's a really nice photo." Yeah, but that's not, that doesn't explain anything. It's, it's a nice photo of our son and her dog, but that's not. Surely you have other nice photos of your kids and your dog. I think she said it's a nice photo of the dog too. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's a black Labrador. It just looks like a black Labrador from every angle. There's no, there's no way around it. Would you have preferred it then if she used that photo, but sort of etched out your child's face? You know, if you had one of those sort of, those, no, no, the Sun newspaper blow blow up people's faces in yeah. the food stories, that sort of thing. Um, I guess. I mean, that would have, but that would have raised further questions for anyone watching it because that's my concern. Is she has loads of family and friends who I have no idea who they are. So they might be going, "Who's this kid? <laughs> Do you have another kid that you never mentioned? Which nothing like any of your other." <laughs> Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a low-key mystery I've just been pondering all day. Maybe, you know, there was a picture with two dogs in it. Hmm. Maybe people have looked at it and thought, like, your son's a werewolf and he can transform into that other dog. I, I guess I can't rule that out either. That's always an option. I would put that in the comments. Yes. Could you do that on Facebook? I, I, I can do that. Just well, reply <laughs> yeah. and just say, is my son a werewolf? Yeah. Okay, good. 
That's, I've got a plan of action now. I like that. Yeah. I have a, I have ways to move this forward. Anyway, that wasn't the thing I was going to show you. Okay, good. Right. The thing I want to show you is a small video. Right. Uh, this is one of my more uh, mainstream choices because this has popped up elsewhere online. Oh, okay. But it's one of those things, if I ever feel a little bit down or feel like I need a brief cheer up, I just watch this and I just feel better. Okay, then. it's one of those. I'll come and have a look. Uh, please do. This is uh, Tim Curry as Premier Chidengo uh, in the game Red Alert 3. Commander, you've rained on my glorious parade. For this, I'm sending everything I've got at you. But I won't let you have the satisfaction of catching me. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! Uh, so, a bit of background for that, for listeners who don't know. Uh, this is from, uh, a clip from the game Red Alert 3. Now, Red Alert is a spin-off of the Command & Conquer strategy game series. If you don't know what that is, it's a quite an old game now, 90s, uh, where they basically real-time strategy. You command armies and build units to fight another army in certain maps and stuff. Okay. Uh, the original Command & Conquer, a very successful premise, uh, they... Uh, did a spin-off called Red Alert, where, which in this story, in the original Command and Conquer, this, this is relevant because it builds up to this. Right. Okay. <laughs> Please Conquer. persist. Yeah. It's, uh, the GDI, essentially the Allies versus the Brotherhood of NOD, NOD, a global terrorist organization who have loads of money in tanks. Because of course they do. Uh, but in the Red Alert a sequel, it's actually, uh, altered a timeline. Uh, someone goes back in time. Oh, Einstein invents time travel, goes back in time to kill Hitler to stop World War II happening. Ends up making a much stronger Soviet Union because they're in a fight, and then World War II happens with the Allies in the Soviet Union. That's the premise there. Okay. You fight as one side or the other, you can either win for the Soviets or win for the, the Allies. Fine. Then there was a sequel to that because it went so well, uh, where they put, <laughs> they put, uh, was it one of the Romanovs in charge? The sequel goes from the Allied timeline, and they evade America, and another thing, you win, uh, Allies or not. Then there's a third one where they went back in time again, this time to kill Einstein because he made the, the Russians lose. Right. They came out in the future. Tim Curry, this character, is president now of Russia, but Japan is a massive empire now. They attack. So it's, they keep changing time to add more enemies. It's, it's a very sort of, you know, elaborate, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a bit tongue in cheek of, oh, let's just keep doing that. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so in this third one, uh, you've got commanders, um, you know, you have cutscenes. This is the year of games where you do the, the game and then it cuts to videos. And I think that still happens, but now it's mm. more CGI, you know, it's actually part of the graphics itself. Yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah, this is the era when they'd use actual actors to do it, and, uh, you know, before it became advanced, blah, blah, blah. So Tim Curry's playing the Russian commander who uh, just, uh, you know, tells you what to do, uh, or has a go at you if you're the, the allied commander guy, you know. So that's the part where, obviously, he's towards the end of the campaign, you're beating the Russians, and he has a bit of a meltdown <laughs> and tells you, I'm going to throw anything got to you, but I'm escaping to spice! <laughs> so, all that. Why, so why I bring it up here is because that's, I, for years, I saw it, I thought that's hilarious. I thought it was like an outtake or a blooper reel. No, that's from the actual game. That's the actual, <laughs> that's, that's the actual is. final scene they used. Right. And I'm wondering what was the sort of <laughs> genesis of that being the one they picked for the game. Cause, cause I, I know we, me and Andy, we, we, we used to live with, we used to play Red Alert 2, uh, against each other, uh, in, uh, in the house we used to live in. Did you ever get into it? Or that was no, that I don't remember it at all. I'm now, no, no, it's, uh, in my mind, this, I'm, yeah. this is all new to me. If you heard me and Andy swearing at any point just randomly, that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, oh, fuck. <laughs> One time I got in really good by uh, hiding uh, some anti-aircraft guns under a sh- shielded base. Oh, 
beautiful. My 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 my, my proudest video game moment, <laughs> which is a really low bar to set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people like myself. Um. So yeah. So they are sort of um. They're sort of self-aware. They are sort of, sort of like a bit tongue-in-cheek in terms of, I don't know, the sort of nudge-nudge wink at the, at, the, at the player. So I'm wondering, like, is this one, like, do they think, ah, oh, Tim, just go nuts, you know, like, just eat as much scenery as you want and go absolutely bonkers, we're going to use it. Yeah. Or was this, like, literally the best they could get out of him because he was aware of how ludicrous the dialogue was? <laughs> and I'm genuinely, it's, it's very much on knife edge for me because Tim Curry's very... Good at that, you know. He's 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 very much um, a lot of time with Tim Curry, but he's very much a, he's a big actor, you know. He's, yeah, uh, he fills he fills the scene. Camp, isn't he? Camp, you know. He used Frank and Furter, wasn't he, from uh, Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show? Of course so, he was. Uh, yes. So he has previous there, and uh, he took over from Raul Julia when he died uh, as Gomez Adams in the third film, which no one remembers. Oh, did you know there was a no, third film? Adams Family Reunion. Uh, Tim Curry and Daryl Hannah as Morticia. So oh, clips a bit. Interesting. Uh, it looked slightly wrong. It looked like a parallel dimension Adams Family because I was mm. so used to the. Doesn't matter. That's not what we're here for. I'm going to go and see the Adams Family tomorrow, Dean. A musical? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it? Uh, well, I've seen it before with Les <laughs> Dennis. As, <laughs> okay. As, uh, That's not a cast I've ever had in my head, no. Yeah. I can't imagine this uh, local amateur dramatics performance is going to match up to the majesty of Les Dennis's <laughs> uh, skills. Um, but, you know, yeah. we'll go. Yeah, it is... Something your wife's into, or is it something you're into? Because you've been before, and you didn't seem especially you know, dedicated to the idea of the Adams family. Once before. <laughs> I'm not particularly interested in the Adams family. I've got to say, I don't mind them. No, I've, I, I quite like the original films. I was a kid. I'm not even sure if my wife. She must be. <laughs> just, one of us has got to be into it, surely. Is this a whole separate section? Why the Simon's tickets to the Adams family musical keep existing despite the fact that neither he nor his wife have any particular enthusiasm <laughs> for the concept? Yeah, it doesn't know. It doesn't make any sense. No. Well, because the Tim Curry thing, like I'm thinking, is he actually? Like do it on purpose to try and make the, it's a, it's a deliberate gag bit of video or is it, oh, yeah. or is it the best? Like, you know, he refused to do it seriously. Cause if, if you play the first Command and Conquer game, I, I sort of tapped out at Red Alert 2 because I got old. Yeah. <laughs> but I still like them. It's very sort of straight face, very serious. Like they have some cutscenes, but because everyone's been, hmm, sort of like, you know, daytime soap opera bad guy stuff, you know. Right, and right, they, right. Their way is slightly camp, but they're trying to take it seriously. In the second one, Red Alert 2, it's, it started to get a, you know, the wheel's coming off the serious train a bit. Um, if you're playing the Allied Commander, uh, one of the troopers you get, your, your, your super trooper, the one who just kills everything, yeah. is Tanya, played by Carrie Wurra. Remember her? She was like, 90s, 2000s, she was like the go-to hot action hero woman for nerd guys in things like Sliders. And um, basically she pops up everywhere as that sort of role. Tough right. chick who does lots of cool stuff, who also... No, elite commando happens to have a lot of eyeliner and loca tops, that, that sort of thing. Oh, right, okay. She pops up a lot. And if you win as the Allies guy, your the big video at the end, the reward, is her turn the camera and goes, let's go to this party then, takes her jacket off, and she's wearing a loca ball gown. So you right. get to see Carrie Wears cleavage. That's that's that if you if you defeat the Russians, that's the prize you get. <laughs> if you win as the Soviets, which I did, the prize is they say from this point on, like the Soviet tanks rolled into into America, into, into the capital, shut down the stock exchange. They built a global spacefaring civilization. <laughs> and mankind went to the start. There's some disparity in the outcomes. <laughs> you almost see a tito. You yeah, conquer the, the yeah, space. Like world peace forever. <laughs> Interstellar civilization. <laughs> I mean, I know it's aimed at 
you know, tawny young men, but nobody's that, that much of a boner, surely. <laughs> I can either have a wank, a frustrated wank, or I can save this species. <laughs> it's like, like that, that can't have been there. So they must have noticed. Like, they that, must have known that's a joke, right? There. Clearly. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I really yeah. open it. Otherwise, that's such a sort of, wow, uh, <laughs> no opinion of gamers. If you get to be the bad guys, yeah, you're the, the communists are the bad guys, and you yeah. win as them. You save the civilization. So, uh, so clearly they must have said too about themselves. But I find like, much as I love Tim Curry's uh, performance, I find that sort of thing takes me out if I'm playing a game. Yeah. If it's so obviously, like, you can see him chuckling before he says it, like, yeah. <laughs> spies. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm a big fan of corpsing. I, I like it when it happens. Yes, like, yes, you yes. watch a Spike Milligan's old sketch, he's doing it all the time, and I think it yeah. really makes it endearing. But I don't know, in there it seems a bit odd. So. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. Is, yeah. is there, any outtakes? Have you ever found any outtakes? Or, um, or was it just one and done? I think it might have been one and I done. one and done. It's like one of those things where they've got Tim Curry. And even, this is 2008. So I think it's, it's, it's pre-meme culture and like GIFs and viral stuff. Well, yeah. It was a bit of, you know, the internet was there, but it wasn't yeah. like, um, you know, like it is now. You just send a WhatsApp of uh, the funny clip. So I don't think he's doing it for, you know, oh, this will make some good uh, oh, content. No. No. no, I think he was doing it to entertain himself. I, I, that's what I think it is. But also like... Is it like he's, like he's been, they've been told, oh, Tim, let's just be funny. Or is he like, I am Tim Curry in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky I'm even here. I'm just going to go absolutely batshit. Yes. And you yes, could yes. do nothing about it. Yeah. Yes. That's the interpretation I prefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it when people think things are beneath them. <laughs> yeah, but they do them anyway. Yeah, yeah. What's, um, have you got favorite examples of that? Because I got one right ahead right now. Go on and go for it. Oh, uh, one of which is the obvious one. Um, it will be Goldberg Theodore Rex, right. which he had to be like, almost sued into doing. <laughs> Did you story me on that one? No. Uh, I remember the film. Yeah, even though, even though I do actually know her. She didn't tell me this. I just found out later on. She, she was up and coming sort of, you know, uh, star in like the 80s. And she signed on to a studio to do like a bunch of different things. You know, you, you almost like four projects or something. Yeah. I think she did three and then became bigger and became a star, you know, a big star. And then when she was like a, a name... They said, oh, you still want to film this shit in the studio. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. And I'd go back and forth. For, they dragged out for ages, for years. Right. The point where she wasn't like the cool hip one anymore. She was like you know, the elder statesman of Hollywood type thing. <laughs> so no, you've got to do this talking dinosaur cop movie thing. <laughs> yeah, shit, <laughs> couldn't get out of it. So her <laughs> face the entire film is like, I really shouldn't be here doing this. This is humiliating. <laughs> so awesome. that one. And I think a similar thing happened to Alan Rickman. He did the film Help I'm a Fish. <laughs> you know, I'm taking you on to see that. No. It's an animated film, thank God. Ah, oh, it's a shame. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't, I've, I've, I've seen it. It sort of makes it worse because um, the animation is too crap. It's really, really cheap, even for the time. It's about three kids who take a serum and turns them into fish. Okay. How and why that happens, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you'd I, think you'd instantly die unless you took the serum in water. Yeah, yeah. I think they do take it. What they got on the beach or something? They take mm, it. Lucky. There's a, a small fat kid who's a jellyfish. He's still got glasses. <laughs> okay. But Alan Rickman is like the same serum terms fish into humans. Alan Rickman is the head fish, who's <laughs> like the evil one who wants to conquer the land with the fish. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really bad film. But <laughs> he's like, what, what, why are you in this? What on earth are you doing? And he's sort of like, if you listen to him, he's doing the voice, but he's doing it like proper Alan Rickman style. So he's like. Well, if, if I'm if I'm here, I might as well do it right. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like there's no way to do this right. This is awful. <laughs> do you uh, remember that film where Kevin Spacey was a cat? 
Oh, I haven't seen it, but I know of it, yeah. Is that going to help on the cat or something like that? that yeah, maybe that's the sequel. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Well, in fact, cats and fish don't get on, famously. Uh, let's give him a score. Go on, Dean. Yeah. Give me a score. Um, I'm also going to give it a solid five, because I always like it. And it's one of those things, I don't know why it exists, but ultimately I'm glad it does. Yeah. And therefore, the reasons are actually immaterial. I'm just glad that uh, Tim Curry decided, I've got this ridiculous thing to say, and I'm going to say it in the most ridiculous way I can, <laughs> whilst actually laughing. I'm going to put that in, because <laughs> I'm not doing it again. That's the, that's the explanation I've I got in my head, and I'm sticking with it. I like that explanation. I think it's either the first and only take, or um, that was the daftest take that he did. Hmm. And either way, I'm glad that they used that one. Yes, very much. Uh, four and a half stars for me. Okay, good. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back, one and all. So, Dean, for the thing I'm going to show you this week, Dean, mm-hmm. um, is something that's been playing on my mind. and I okay. want to look further into it. Good, Remember good. a couple of weeks ago, we t- we talked in passing about targeted advertising that we were receiving from Timu. We did, we did, Timu. Yes, because you made me look it up, and uh, now I've got it on my <laughs> my my algorithms. Know I like it now, but yeah, like in of commerce. So yes, it's it, it's a thing. Right? There is no escape. Hmm. Um, there was one of the items that we were both receiving adverts for. Dean was yeah. some kind of arseless pants situation. Right. Yes, I remember we talked about this at the time, or at least afterwards. That's it's, right. Yeah. And I've been thinking about them almost constantly since. Okay. <laughs> and I just need to know what they are, Dean. So I uh, thought instead of just looking for myself, I'd wait and I'd turn it into my segment for the week. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. That, uh, that's efficient. I know. Kill some time, but also you haven't got any work. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So let's do a recap. Um, right. Yeah. What, what, what? It was on uh, the Perez Hilton website. Where, that's right. That's where you saw it. Yeah, we're, 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 well, my section on the present website, which again, didn't know why that, still don't know why that exists. That is, that, that remains unresolved, listeners. Yeah. Let's not talk about present no, okay. anymore, Dean. Let's, um, yeah. concentrate on what we think these things are for. Okay. Cool. Before we find out. Yes. So, um, then look, a few options popped up, a little grid of uh, options. One of which was what appeared to be arseless. Yes. These are thoughts. what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. These particular, Arseless <laughs> right. pants. What are they? Right. What do you think they are, Dean? Um, I mean, the, the obvious uh, assumption, go to some sort of a, a garment intended for sexual purposes. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, uh, which, um, you know, it, it's fair enough. You know, everyone is welcome to do that if they want. That's not a thing I have any objection to. But uh, why I would be presented with such a thing is unclear. Um, what... What purpose would they serve? I mean, if if you're down to your pants, mm. an arseless pair of pants, I suppose you get crotchless panties, ladies, yeah, don't they? Those this is are, disgusting talk. Crotchless yeah. panties. Yeah. Edit that out. Okay. <laughs> okay. What well, a I'll, disgusting I'll, thing to say on this podcast. Yeah. Awful. I'm sorry, Simon. I'm sorry for not saying that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. all right, then. I'll, I'll, I'll concede the point. Maybe they are arseless Pants for sexual reasons. Yeah, because the, the rest of the items we presented with had a suggestive theme, shall we yeah. say. They were very, there was a fair few phallic shapes of a, a indeterminate uh, yeah. function. But I had a Dracula's cloak, if you remember. That's true, yes. There wasn't completely that, which makes it more confusing. Yeah. Maybe these things are for like, um, you know, when uh, 
you get a dog gets injured or something, right? Yeah. And they put like a cone around his head. Mm. No, it wouldn't be like that because this that would be drawing attention to this area, no. wouldn't it? Oh, you think I don't? My head then I thought you were thinking something with hemorrhoids. Is it, you know, yeah. Yes, you get away shorts, but you have to quick access to the afflicted area. To, yeah, but you want more padding on that, don't you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, then to be loose, was, and clanging it, away against. If there was the a seats. flap, it would make yes. sense because obviously fully covered, a padded flap, yes. which would protect the uh, low hanging scrapes. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, what's the most delicate way of arse? Well, <laughs> that ship has sailed rather rapidly. <laughs> the arse ship has gone. <laughs> um, yeah, so like they could detach the flap and then apply the ointments or whatever and put it back again. That would That's, be that would be handy. That would be a good setup for someone yeah. afflicted with uh, arse grapes. Or maybe like uh, going back to the dogs and their mm. treatments. They sometimes they have to when they have operations on. You just have like a little area shaved. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they shave the um, obviously because dogs have body hair, yeah. but, well, body fur, which is actually thicker than our stuff. So, um, yes, yeah, so they need to uh, clear that for yeah. uh, operating purposes. So, you're thinking this is just for anal operations, so and it's it's for surgical the, pants. Yes, yeah, surgical pants. Now, famously in hospitals, the the, the gowns you wear are always arse out. Yes, I used to work in a hospital, Dean, yes. and in the canteen uh, one time, God, I, was, where is this going? I was sat eating my dinner and. Uh, <laughs> Somebody walked past me. Obviously, I'm sat down there, stood up, walking past. So, dinner level <laughs> was um, a man in a in a gown, um, totally nude, apart from the gown, oh my God. with his ass just drifting past my dinner. <laughs> it was a disgusting day. That, that really is. But that has reminded me of one of my favourite things that you've done, which is it's like because the hospital has canteen has. A range of options, apparently. Yeah. You can have chili, you can have curry, you can have bolognese and stuff. But yeah. uh, you just described it's all it's all just slurry and chips. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best description of like masculine British cuisine I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> slurry and chips. It really was slurry and chips. <laughs> but it, it just works on every level. So well done for that. I remember that to this day. Mm. Yeah, the other top thing I remember seeing in that hospital was in the main little um visitor section, the concourse is they call it. Mm. There's um W.H. <clears throat> Smith's couple of cafes and a chat shop. Yes. Saw a man um, in a dressing gown and slippers dragging a bag of blood around there. Jesus Christ. Do you mean like a one of those like hospital bags on it? Yeah, a, right. like a transfusion bag. Right. It's like, just like <laughs> just on the floor being dragged around. <laughs> My immediate thought went to carry a bag for no the way. It's like, yeah. Does anybody want this? <laughs> They said I could donate you. Yeah. <laughs> or like, where did you buy that, mate? Because <laughs> that's, not, that's not an officially licensed shop on this premises. <laughs> I actually worked at one of those ca- those um, uh, cafes for a bit. Did you? In the corner. The one, um, it's, of course, been different now. It's now a Starbucks, I think, but it used to be something else. Yeah. Uh, I worked for like six weeks or something. And um, uh, yeah, it was a weird setup because getting like 7 a.m. to put all the sandwiches on and stuff. And like, you'd open the shutters. And within like three minutes, some ne'er do well would come in saying, Hey, hey, I bought this bacon sandwich from you an hour ago and it's, and it's cold. I want a <laughs> refund. <laughs> so, several things wrong with this. Well, one, we've opened three minutes ago. Two, yeah, it would be cold after an hour. <laughs> so, 
What do you, what do you want? I want a free sandwich. Can't have one. Go away. What's the game there then? Because if they've got a sandwich, they can just eat that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think I wanted a refund on the sandwich that they've got and they just walk away with the sandwich because I, I guess they thought we wouldn't take it back, which we probably wouldn't have because it wasn't one of our sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Being his sweaty paw for an hour. <laughs> so. Excuse me, young man. I made this sandwich at home. It's awful. Can I have some money, please? <laughs> That's basically the gist of what we were being told. Uh, anyway, at no point did I see Arsler shorts. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, yeah, so that's what we're talking about. Okay, let's find out. Bit of a segue. Yeah, bit of a segue. Let's find out what they're for. Right, so... Listeners, we're going to take to the internet. Yes. So I've got the um, the image, saved from last time, of these... Uh, Arsler shorts. Yes. So I've done an image search and the results are top result is. Ah, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, okay. So I guess it was a, a zoom issue, zooming in issue. Women's 3D padded cycling underwear shorts, bike undershorts, bicycle MTB underpants with mesh, breathable, lightweight. Why do they have this pink ass like a baboon? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's like a baboon's ass. You put on some cycling shorts. I mean, I'm not a cyclist myself, but I'm guessing if you spend a lot of time cycling, you know, you spend a lot of time cycling frantically in a saddle, that's going to be the afflicted area. Yeah, sure. I can can see why you'd want a padded short, but I wouldn't want it to look like that, like a prolapsed anus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. So when you stand up and some people see you go, what's wrong with their ass? (laughs) You'd cause a traffic accident. Yeah. Okay, this, Let's this, have a look, see if there's more pictures, Dean. Okay. Buy cycling underwear. So yeah, it's just it's, the same it's picture from uh, just been it's switched fun. horizontal. Well, there's uh, a picture of a woman on a bike. That doesn't tell us nothing. doesn't tell us I mean, nothing. I mean, we know women can ride bikes, yeah. Dean. <laughs> yeah, 2023. It's been like yeah. three years ago they made that legal. You've never seen an old woman on a bike, though. You see an old man every now and then, but yeah. never an old woman. Didn't he? He really used to in the old days, didn't he? You see those paintings of like women on those uh, big tandem things or... Or maybe just like women dressed in old-fashioned styles. So I'm not thinking there. Don't know what you're talking about uh, there. <laughs> Paintings for old woman on a bike. Next picture, Dean. I'm trying some. This is it. His mouse is fucked, listeners. Oh, it's the mouse. Yeah, yeah. we are. I used the little S. Well, that's uh, the front of it. It's got some kind of camel toe as well. Yeah, it? it's actually got a pre-installed camel toe. Oh, it's got like a seam which uh, emphasises the the, yeah. the the genital region, which, again... Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Unless that's got more pad in it. But then they, you could make it more discreet than that, can you? Could, couldn't you? I'm not an expert on women's clothing, but... Oh, breathable, breathable and soft. soft, it says. Breathable and quick dry. And to illustrate that, they've, they've used <laughs> some kind of cloud. cloud looks like someone's letting off. Thank you. Yeah, it's got a picture... It's got a picture of the re-render of a pair of shorts. It's got an arse exposed. It's got a big yeah. sort of jet of steam. The, the, the first place your mind goes is fart, right? Yeah. It's got no, it, I don't think else where it can go. Yeah. High if I was steam coming out of my ass like a kettle, I wouldn't like to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't get on the bike for that. If that was no, the case, I would God, no. call an ambulance straight yeah. away. <laughs> I'd just lie down and let the car run over me. <laughs> yes. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. I'm just going to endure it. Okay. Oh, oh, oh here, we, here go. we go. Oh. Right then. Oh, God, this looks worse. You can see inside of them now. It looks yeah. something like something off um, this Alien. Is, this is a cross-section of the uh, specifically padded bit. And it does look rather... Organic, doesn't it? Looks like an organ of some it sort. It does. It's very um, yeah, techno organic. Yeah, it's very Cronenbergy. You can see it's yeah. shaped to you know support a woman's nether regions in that style, but it doesn't look right. They've made it distressingly pink. Distressingly pink, unnecessarily yeah. pink. If it was bright blue, we wouldn't yeah, notice so much. You wouldn't notice. No, 
I don't well, you would notice if it was yeah. a different colour, but you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. You, your mind wouldn't turn to these disgusting yeah, no, things. Like, yeah, if it was some sort of neon green, then fair enough. But, yeah. Um, well, last picture is just uh, different sizes. Well, the sizes available. Wow. Yeah. So, I get the concept of specifically padded cycle shorts for women or anyone. Yeah. That makes sense. Why they look like that, I don't know. No. No clue. How much are they, Dean? Uh, they range, Simon, from £23.44 to £27.42. Seems quite expensive to me. It's quite expensive. I mean, I don't know how high-tech this pattern is. Maybe it's mm. worth the money. But um, yeah, you can have a navy blue, it turns out. So, so the colours are actually... Uh, It'd be brilliant if they did a, a range of colours, but only in the the arse section. That does seem to be the case. Uh, we have uh, pink ones. Oh, there's quite a quite a range here. You can get sort of purplish knickers with the red, the ready pinky arse, the cycle shorts, some sort of trunks type of arrangement, some sort of wetsuit trunks, uh, but those come in orange, orange arse. Okay. Only black trunks, but um, orange arse. Oh, no, these are more... No, there's more cycling shorts. You can get an orange arse, but you can't get um, <laughs> can't get different colour shorts. Fine. Fine indeed. Uh, are we Type gonna... in uh, baboon arse shorts. Okay. Uh, baboon arse shorts men's. £20 plus. Put that in. <laughs> men's. 20 plus. Size large. <laughs> L. <laughs> yeah, size L, okay. Uh, Showing results for baboon ass shorts. Oh, sorry, I misspelled baboon, apparently. Oh, he spelled baboon wrong. Well, that will throw his right off, didn't Yeah. Uh, baboon uh, butt cycling, that's, that's a thing. There's, there's something, yes. Baboon butt cycling home. Baboon butt cycling... Okay, what the hell? So this does seem to be a website dedicated to exactly the thing... Yes, this is a website dedicated to what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, a range of cycle shorts called Baboon Butt. So, Here we are. well done, Simon. You did that rather well. <laughs> There's nothing new in the world, listener. No, they range from uh, size XS, no, extra small to extra large. Oh, fair enough. Uh, stitch in, flat lock stitch in. Oh. What's that mean? I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> Only $50, so exchange rate is not far yeah, off. Not far yeah, off, yeah. 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 Uh, silky soft matte poly- polyester nylon spandex blend offers muscle support and it's quick dry in nature is great for washing away bike tours oh, yeah fine alright then listen you've got two options there now <laughs> ok yeah but the, the, they do have men's versions and the uh, yeah so a man's or a woman you can yeah. get your yourself to look like a like, baboon when you're out on the bike next yes I better save this <laughs> please do Dean yeah. yeah add it to the file ah uh. What are we going to give this, Dean, then? Um, I'm glad we got to the bottom bit. Ah, see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a hesitant three because overall, it looks like the design and structure, uh, the application looks solid. I think, like, yeah, that seems like a good thing to have, padded cycle shorts for long distance riding. But the design of the, the aesthetics are baffling. So this is fixable, I think, with some yeah. different color uh Materials for the the nether regions. Fine. Um, I'm going to give it two. I think there's no reason to make your shorts suggest such horrible things. Yeah, that 
he has faith, but I'm, I'm still going to stick with... Because as a man of science, I think, oh, there might be some good science going on here, so I'm going to... Yeah. But like a proper yeah, scientist, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have completely mis- misjudged the application, the, the, the delivery, and uh, have made it very confusing for all concerned. Yeah, and it does help if you've got jets of steam coming out of your ass. Most That's usually the case, I find. You know, yes. any, any situation can be remedied with a jet of steam coming out of your ass. Job interviews, wakes... It's, it, it, <laughs> You know, it's always it's always a good it's always a good addition to the proceedings. <laughs> Excuse me, officer. Have you seen this? <laughs> well, well, you are free to go because <laughs> whatever I can do, it will not match that. Welcome back. So here we go now, then, Dean. Everyone's favorite section, Simon. Everyone's every last person's. It is time for. Random Wikipedia article, where we click on a random article, discuss whatever comes up. You ready? Take it away, Dean. One, two, three, here we go. Oh, Life, 2017 film. Life. Life. I remember hearing about it at the time, but I don't remember seeing it. It's a space film, isn't it? Yes, We Were Better Off Alone is the tagline. Ah, okay. Okay, so... got uh, Gyllenhaal? Uh, Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Hiroku Sanada... Aaron Baker and uh, Olga. <laughs> I think they might have had some foreign investors. <laughs> so, uh, Olga Dishnoyashnia, I'm guessing. International Space Station. I must yeah. say In the film, a six-member crew of the International Space Station uncovers the first evidence of extraterrestrial life on Mars. When members of the crew conduct the research, the rapidly evolved life form proves far more intelligent and terrifying. Much like the film Evolution, uh, which had the exact same premise, but the, it landed on Earth this time. Oh, yes, with David Duchovny. Yes. I've seen that one. I've seen that twice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've watched some of it recently. It's uh, a lot more horny yes, than, than you yes. expect it to be. This, again, uh, once again, crossing the podcast streams, but uh, this was one of the things we did on um, the Monday Night Movie Club. Oh, I did yeah. With prior guest Dan Thomas and future guest John Rain. And I have a sort of habit on that of picking films, because they're, they're, they're the film buffs, and I'm just a guy, oh, I remember that film, and... I had a run of picking just terrible, terrible films. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that was when they said, evolution's really good. And I remember thinking, I don't think it is. I remember seeing it as a kid, I, don't, I didn't think it was up to much. But they kept insisting it was great. So we picked it. And for once, I was right. It's not great. Oh, I, found, okay. I found it rather subpar as a, <laughs> as a film generally. Some funny bits. Yes. But, um, yeah, far too impressed with itself. And the, the writing's really weak. And Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like, mm. I've only watched the, Half of it recently, we watched it to the point where something happened in the house and some kind of emergency. I don't know, I can't remember. I think, hmm. I think maybe a bird had come in through the roof or something like that. I'm not sure. Maybe there was something with slugs. It was some kind of animal emergency in the house. Right. So we had to stop watching Your the house. film. Your house, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I wasn't in somebody else's house. <laughs> Excuse me, you don't know me. Put evolution on now. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> It's just a really, really specific vigilante. Yeah. Just wandering the streets of Cardiff looking for animal-based misdemeanors. <laughs> and it's only my uh, connections to the media, you, that has kept this out of Wales online. No, but uh, yeah, I remembered it being good. And I was enjoying but I had not remembered it being um, such so sort of of its time yeah. in that, like, there was, it's one of the films that you wouldn't get made now, like... No. Like the Farrelly Brother films. It's, it's yes, like absolutely. They, they, absolutely. You can see their influence on it. Yeah. There's a bit where David Duchovny and the... What's his, the other guy's name? Isn't he uh, in the the Marvel films? Is it, is it Orlando Jones, is it? Oh, uh, it could be. Can't remember. I, remember I thought it was the guy who was um, in the Marvel films now. It's not him, is it? 
it could be. I mean, but anyway, there's a bit where they get turned away from um, a military camp, yes, and and for no reason, David Duchovny just moons them, just shows them his ass. Yes, and there's also a scene. Um, I think it might be Duchovny's earliest line or something. Um, Orlando Jones, yes, he's a Orlando. Yeah, Jones, he's yeah. the other guy, um, David Duchovny and Orlando Jones. Yes, but uh, he's doing a sort of a tuition session with a attractive young student. That's right. Who yeah. is clearly a student, as in yeah. under eighteen, quite obviously. And they're getting a bit close because it's like, ooh, like, it's very porkies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the comedy comes in and sees them together. Like, he's like almost, something he's down near her waist. It, it is innocent in the scene, but, um, he says, um, I was going to ask you lunch, but, uh, I see you've already eaten. Says, oh, yeah. Christ. That is a horrific opening line. Yeah. yeah what yeah. the hell, man? <laughs> I see you're a sex offender. <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> no, no, please don't. <laughs> Um, uh, but that's not this film. No, not this film. We can talk about the other film completely. Um, this is one of those films. Uh, the article is quite extensive. It's got lots of um, plot. It, now, see, normally I just read the plot summary, but it's got the vibe of a film I might end up watching if I'm so on my own at night and yes, just lightly I, drunk. So. I, I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to read it either because I think I've got it saved to my list on Amazon or something like that. Yeah. Science fiction horror, 2017. Yeah, that is very much uh, the sort of thing I would watch. Let's talk more about aliens. Do you think they exist? Yeah. I think it's statistically inevitable they exist. Me I mean, too. It would be weird. Could, even though, as far as I know, only in this solar system, only life on Earth exists. But we have many, many other planets in this star system alone, all with their own certain atmospheres. There yes. might be life for some of them. But, you know, that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of rolls of the dice in one, just one, around one star. And there yeah. are. Hundreds upon hundreds of billions. So it. it seems ridiculous that they're not any. Yeah. I think the question is, is it intelligent aliens? That's the, hmm, that's the, that's well, the. I think secret. if you look upon it like as a mathematical thing, there has to be, doesn't it? If there's planets that, that we know can host life that are hmm. similar enough to Earth, then it's, it's bound to be. It's just, just, hmm. just bound to be, isn't it? Yeah. But that's also, um, I think the one thing we don't know. Which would answer everything is what are the odds of intelligent life occurring if there is life already? Like, what's the, uh, what's, what's the, what's the mathematical boundary there? Because if it's like one in 10 billion chance, mm. then you will have life on, intelligent life on one in 10 billion planets. So, no, we might be far enough apart. We wouldn't ever meet each other. If it's like one in six, six million, yes. far more likely to be, um, ah, yeah. meeting each other is a different thing. Well, yes, that's true. Yeah. So, but seeing them, we wouldn't know then, would we? So, uh, but also, there's something called the Fermi paradox in that, you know, if intelligent life exists out there, where is it? Why can't we see it? Right. As in, because obviously if they do, if, if, if like, let's, let's assume humans do, don't kill ourselves off and do get to the stars. And, uh, our civilization, our civilization would be like everywhere, signaling each other, like building things. According to the, the evidence we've got, we look out in the universe, we can't see any signs, obvious signs of intelligent life. Right. So it could be that, you know, it's so rare. That intelligent life has been and gone before we, before we, you know, they, they expanded, they collapsed, whatever happened to them. Mm. Uh, or is it, it's just us. And mm. that's, that's more terrifying, personally, I think. I mean, that's, that's a lot of responsibility. Um, it doesn't have to be either, though, does it? No, we haven't, we haven't gone to anything, just to, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Yeah. Like, there could be intelligent life that has no interest in going anywhere. Absolutely, yeah, that's the thing. That's... And there could be intelligent life, uh, that aren't as advanced as us. Totally, yeah. That's or a... they could be intelligent life. <laughs> Did I do something else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those... I read the Ian and Banks culture series. 
Yeah. Which I, again, really big fan of. It's probably like, I think it's the peak sci-fi because it's very, um, takes from country. It's a super advanced species, like the culture, this civilization that post needs, post scarcity completely. Mm. You can have anything you want at any point ever because resources are not a problem. Energy's not a problem. No money, blah, blah. But so he keeps introducing sort of ways of conflict in that environment. But there's a thing that called, if you were sufficiently advanced, you're sublime. You figure out how to become pure energy and enter like the high dimensions, right. which you do because it's like, that's the matter again. It's like, this is like, I mean, this reality is like the larval stage and then you go right. and ascend into that one. Yeah. Anyway, it's really interesting because they have minds, capital M in that. It's like super, super advanced AIs, which like this, you know, as intelligent as possible to be in the, Runs our manner in our matter. They try to create a perfect one, something which is perfect intelligence, no biases, no flaws, no cognitive defects, no no sort of you know, persuasions, no no gut instinct, nothing, just pure pure intellect. Whenever they do that, they sublime straight away. So they go, oh, okay, I can do that. Bye. <laughs> so like everything that exists, that they have to, well, you're all slightly flawed in some way because otherwise you wouldn't be here. Right. So right. it's um, here's yeah, a really interesting concept of if you have the intelligence to go. I don't need to be here. I can go, I can ascend to a higher plane. All right. And bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Up you go. And then that's it. So that could have happened, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 There we go. <laughs> um, let's have a look at the critical reviews of this yes. film. Then. Good. That's, that's a good, that's a good way to get around the whole. I might want to see this. Also. Yeah. Exactly. This is the first time it's happened. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually going to watch that. <laughs> I want to see what happens. Reception. Uh, box office. Life. Grossed, uh, 30.2 million in the United States and Canada and 70.3 million in other territories worldwide. Uh, gross of 105 million against a production budget of 58 million. That's not, that's break even, I yeah, think. Not great. Because as Dan Thomas explained to me previously that, um, when they give you the, the budget, that's uh, like, that doesn't include marketing and stuff, yeah. which usually is the same amount again. So it's sort of broke even, I suppose. <laughs> oh God. Uh, in North America, life opened alongside Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Chips, C-H, small I-P-S. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't even know they made a film of that. No, first time I've heard of it. And Wilson. Wilson? Is that, is that uh, Castaway spin-off? <laughs> film about the volleyball. <laughs> this fall, really avant-garde, just falling about to see for <laughs> two hours solid. <laughs> and all the adventures he has, just bobbing along. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson... Is a 2017 American comedy drama directed by Craig Johnson, written by Daniel Close, based on the Close graphic novel Wilson. Oh, okay. Uh, stars Woody Harrelson, Laura Dern, Isabella Mara, Judy Greer, and Cheryl Hines. I always pronounce that as Clowes. I might be wrong. I, you, you probably are right. It's the first time I've ever seen the word. Um, uh, yeah, you'd know him. He did Ghost World and um, yeah, okay. comic books. Okay, critical. Uh, yeah, anyway, back yeah. to this. Rotten Tomatoes. Stop talking about films that aren't this film, dude. Okay. You asked. <laughs> the film on Rotten Tomatoes has an approval rating of 67% based on 237 reviews, so... Totally middling. Yeah, could be worse. Could be worse. Average rating of 6 out of 10. Uh, life is just thrilling when acting and capably filmed enough to overcome the overall inability to add new wrinkles to the trapped-in-space genre. Thrilling and relaxing. <laughs> Those aren't, um, yeah. Thrilling, well-acted. Oh, well-acted. Yeah. Uh, 54 Metacritic... C plus. <sighs> no, it seems like, it seems like very much, uh, it's late. I'm a bit drunk. I don't go to bed yet. This is coming yeah. on. Yeah. I don't need to think about this. Yeah. Even though it's a horror sci-fi, which you normally would have to. Thrill uh, me and relax me, Gyllenhaal. What, uh, um, what are you going to give this film, Dean? Not the article, the film. Oh, the, the yeah. film I haven't seen, I might want to see. Uh, 
based on, you know, I'm easily led, so I'll give it a three out of five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C plus. <laughs> the article uh, seems to have all the information you need. It's got a picture of the poster. Oh, accolades. Okay. Uh, 16th Visual Effects Society Awards um, category, outstanding model in a photoreal or animated project. Uh, results nominated. <laughs> 44th Saturn Awards category, Best Science Fiction Film, result, nominated. <laughs> um, yeah, so what are you going to give the article, which we haven't read because we don't want to spoil the film? <laughs> Is there anything else we could glean without spoiling the film, Liam? Uh, marketing. What about music? Who did the music on it? Uh, music. Doesn't say. Mm, should we assume somebody did it that was famous? Uh, John Cage again? John it? Cage again. Yeah, yeah. John Cage or John Cale? What did I say? You said Cage. Okay, Cale then. Okay. John, Johnny Cage. No, we'll go with John. John, no, Cage. John, John Cage is a composer. Well. I, I, thought, I thought Johnny Cage yeah. from Mortal Kombat. Oh, no. Uh, music by Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of deaths <laughs> on the soundtrack. It's called Life. It's all about death. He kills people. There, ah, we, go. there we see. Sirenity. Sirenity. The irony of it all. Very clever. Um, <laughs> Very clever. I'm going to give it a, a, a B now. A flat B minus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it a fictional CGI computer character the job of composer. You get an extra point for just balls out insanity. Oh, you know what? It only improve this film, Dean. If um, if right at the end, yeah, Tim Robbins pops up and goes, "I'm going to space." Oh yeah, but the thing is, in space, you know, there's not a lot of, and uh, not a lot of uh, atmosphere. No. 